Hey, welcome to the Monday Morning Show. We're your hosts, Ryan Hensley, Ryan G. Hensley, Grant Elcone. Talk about Brock Purdy today, Trey Lance. And we're going to yeah. be comparing the Niners to other teams in the NFC West at specific important positions. We know the Niners dominate at certain positions, but I want to compare them with other ones. I want to start with Brock Purdy today. A lot of these shows are just the Trey Lance hour, and yeah. I think we should probably talk about Brock. And I think was let, let's start here. BCB. A lot of people, BCB, <laughs> when they talk about Brock, it's all very much like, well, you know, he's on track to start week one. And the Niners say he's going to start week one. So I essentially have to assume he's going to be starting week one. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not necessarily a logical assumption. Because the Niners say a quarterback is going to be back when they say he's back. He's going to be back at that time. I mean, don't we remember? Like, Trey Lance, for example. He broke his ankle. And then he needed another surgery. Because the first one didn't quite work just perfectly. And it took him a little longer than expected to come back. And it, they didn't figure that out until deep into the rehab process. So it took two surgeries for Trey Lance to make a full recovery, which is where he's at now. And then with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he hurt his foot, ankle, whatever. And the Niners thought he might come back for the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game. He had another surgery after that and still hasn't passed a physical. Still, he may never pass a physical with the Raiders. Might get cut. So excuse me if I'm a little skeptical when the Niners give me a timetable for a quarterback's recovery. I'm coming off a serious surgery. Who's to say, like, a day before the season starts, they're like, you know what? Setback. Yeah. It, it just happened out of nowhere. It's the funniest thing. We're going to go a little slow with him. To me, the, there's one quarterback on this team who's made a full recovery right now is Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Until I hear that Brock Purdy has made a full recovery, I'm just going to assume he's not starting week one. That's my new stance. I'm not assuming he's starting week one. These are the 49ers we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my prediction has been for a long time that – uh, Trey Lance is going to start week one because I, I I think, you know, he may be healthy, like 100%, throwing 100% by week one. But I still think you need two, three weeks. And I think Kyle Shanahan has said that or at least hinted at that before you can actually just throw you out there in a the game. So, I've you know, I've, I've 187 here in the chat, we bet we we made a wager about it. Like, I, I just think that 187, 187, you know, the this the. Yeah, Purdy stand of the year, man. My guy, one eighty seven. He uh, he's been you know saying Purdy week one, Purdy dog, and and you know hopefully he he is recovered. I think from a political standpoint, it would be best if Brock Purdy started week one, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think he's gonna be healthy uh, around week one, but I think he needs two three weeks of practice at a hundred percent before they throw him out there. And I actually think Kyle's gonna use this as an excuse. To use to see Trey Lance one more time. Yeah, I mean, look, I just don't trust what whatever the Niners' process is for rehabilitating quarterbacks or anyone really. So until I hear that a player is 100 percent back and ready, I'm just going to assume something's going to happen at some point. So not yeah, player. I don't yeah. know why. All I know is that Jimmy is still hasn't gotten a dime from the Raiders because he can't pass a physical because of the injury that he sustained with the 49ers that they thought wasn't that big of a deal. Remember that one guy who really likes spreadsheets who was like adamant that he was going to come back in six weeks because bones heal in six weeks? Well, guess not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Trey Lance had to have a second surgery. I, like mm, Niners are real eager and like really pushing Brock. He's going to be back and he's going to be back. Okay, man. Um, yeah. First of all, that could be all gamesmanship anyway. It could be, like, let's talk about Brock all offseason. 
yeah. knowing that there's like a 3% chance he'll start week one. Uh, and if it's Trey or someone else, then like, good, no one was thinking about that guy. Just like no one was thinking about Brock when he became the, the quarterback. There was no book on Brock when he started playing. It was He was just an unknown. Everyone was caught by... I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not a doctor, obviously, just in case you guys didn't know that. But I am not a doctor. But I will say that uh, it just seems it would be really remarkable to me. You go down with that injury in what what was it, February or late January? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're starting week one. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me that that could be a possibility. Uh, so I never thought it was going to happen. I've been saying because of that, I think Trey Lance going to start week one for a long time. Um, and I hope Brock recovers. There's no setbacks and he gets to 100%. But I think even if he's 100% for week one, he still needs to get in the rhythm of the game. He hasn't been able to play competitive football of any kind. No OTAs, no training camp. I mean, we'll see if he's able to participate in this training camp at all. But I wager he's not going to be participating in this training camp. And I, I just don't think you just throw the guy out there. I don't think that's fair to Brock Purdy to just throw him out. There. Oh, you're healthy. Okay. We play on Sunday. Get ready, buddy. Like, I, I just don't see that. Yeah. I, I, it just feels like they're not going to do it. They may say they're going to do it, but I don't think they're going to do it. And also I would just be so impressed if the Niners could actually get Brock Purdy fully healthy by week one. It doesn't seem like something they're capable of doing. I would bet against them. If this yeah. were a bet, you could have, you could, Wager on in Vegas. Will mm-hmm. Brock Purdy be fully healthy week one? I would smash the no yeah. simply because of the team he plays for. If you were on another team, that'd be a different story. But I mean, look, compare it to Jimmy last year, right? Jimmy had that whatever surgery. What, what did he have? Yeah, that procedure with his shoulder. Yeah. He had his procedure before Brock had his. He wasn't ready week one. No, no. I mean, no. Yeah, I just, it, Kyle has a bad reputation, honestly, of rushing particularly quarterbacks back quickly. You would think he would try to do everything he could to fix that. I mean, the, look at the whole RG3 thing, what he did with RG3. Mm-hmm. I, I I, mean, and, and that's the thing. When Trey Lance went down, he Kyle Shannon immediately adamant, no, he's done for the year. We'll see him next year. Uh, but now with Brock, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be back week one, starting week one. I don't, I don't see it. I, I think he's going to be smart and avoid that, that controversy. Because what if he comes out and he looks like, just noodle arm. What if he's just not ready? What if he needs yeah. more than three weeks of prep to get ready for the season, like most players? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would, it could be a mistake. I, Is it, it possible that Kyle Shanahan's doing what he did a couple of years ago when he let everyone think he was going to draft Mac Jones? Is it possible he hears all yeah. the noise? Maybe some of it's coming from his own organization saying he's going to start Brock Purdy week one. And he's like, all right, like you guys can think that if you want. And there's a possibility that he will start week one. But if he doesn't start week one and I start Trey Lance, no one will be prepared for that, and I'm open to doing that. I mean, again, two quarterbacks on this team are coming off surgery, Lance and Purdy. One of them has fully recovered. That's the guy who's the leader in the clubhouse to me. Yeah. Once Brock Purdy is fully recovered, that's different. But that hasn't happened yet, and these are the 49ers we're talking about. And Trey Lance, it took him a long time and at least one setback that we know of. And, and here's the thing, too. Like when, when do you think we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan Who's starting week one on the Friday before week the game? one? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's playing it like that this year. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, and it, it does give him a competitive advantage. And no, Kyle Shannon never comes out and speaks against narratives, uh, yeah. national narratives. He doesn't do that. He he 
doesn't see a benefit in it. And unless there's a benefit to winning games, he's not going to do it. And if you don't have a starting quarterback and you have a, a quarterback room and it's like quarterback musical chairs, <laughs> I guess the I mean that's not an advantage. That is not that's not what you want. But right. if that's what you got, it's probably your best play to not not tell, tell people. Yeah. Or you know, tell them and let them be wrong. Yeah, it's I, Brock. I, I, if he's healthy, which he probably won't be. But he's, he's on schedule. Yeah. But yeah. Here, here, here's my prediction, Grant. They're gonna they're gonna keep saying Brock Purdy's gonna be our week one starter. Everything's on pace. And then we're going to get to like the week or two before when you guys start having press conferences and you're going to be asking them these questions and they're going to be saying, oh, it's it's kind of day to day right now. He's he's right on pace. We think we could play him, but it's kind of day to day. We'll, we'll see. We'll let you guys know uh, when you need to know. You know, he's going to play it out to the last minute, man. And then Trey Lance is going to be your, your week one starter. I'm just trying to pull back for a second. Like a lot of people who think they're skeptical and realists are trust that the 49ers can get Brock Purdy back on the field as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. When did they ever do that? That's yeah. not what the Niners do. They right. try to get a guy back on the field as soon as possible. They mess it up. He has a setback and they, I mean, 97% of the time, that's what happens when the Niners are rehabbing a player. So if they can do it yeah. without any setbacks, I'll be so I'll give them a standing ovation. And here's another part to it, Grant. Um, Brock Purdy's decision on this is another part. Too. He has to think of his yeah. long-term career. And if he's not feeling 100% ready and comfortable and, like, prepared, I really think Brock Purdy and his camp are smart enough to say, hold on a second, we're going to take it slow. we got to think of his long-term career. Because they don't. Because how disastrous would it be for Brock Purdy if he comes out before he's ready – not just necessarily from a health standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, and he goes out there and lays an egg and looks awful. How bad would Why that would you be do that problem? to him? It's a long yeah. season. It's 18 weeks plus playoffs. Well, Everyone's going to play. I, I, we've heard Kyle and Brian Greasy kind of allude to this. Like, it's a long season, and you don't have to race. to. to, to, to they've started slow the last two years and still made it to the NFC Championship game. I don't think they're really concerned about having a slow start. They could have a slow start with any quarterback. What matters is that Brock Purdy or someone of these three quarterbacks is rolling once November starts. Right, right. And Brock Purdy, I mean, how did he have his success last year? He came in, what, week 13. The team was already rolling and grooving, and he had plenty of time to prepare, and yeah. that's how he had his success. So yeah. you're saying he's going to – Why not recreate that? It's not really about that. September. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and everyone's going to play. All these quarterbacks are going to play. Like, I'm convinced yeah. – all three of these damn quarterbacks are going to play this year. That's I'm convinced. At least two. Yeah, so, like who's going to be the last man standing? Be the hero. Probably not the first man playing. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah, the 49ers. Be the hero, be the hero at yeah. the end. When you want to play quarterback for the 49ers, it's going into the playoffs. That's when you want to step right. in. You know? Like, yeah. Who cares about the other Yeah, stuff. so if there's a quarterback competition in training camp, you want to lose that. Right. <laughs> it was Jimmy Garoppolo would try as hard as every – bless his heart. Right. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs regardless of who the quarterback is. I'm, I really believe that. So why not just, hey, if, I, if I'm one of the quarterbacks, I want to be I want to be there week 17, week 16. That's when I want to start yeah. playing, not week one. I, don't, I could care less about week one. Honestly, if I were Brock, what I'd be wanting to do is exactly what I did last year. Like, shelve me. Put me yeah. on. Hup. Give me some time. Bring me off. Like, let me play December and on. Like, that's all you need me for. It worked last year. Like, you don't need me. To yeah. be freaking, what were you like? 
you started off three, you're usually like three and three at a certain point, three and four, and then you work it out. Like, just bring me in out of the bullpen in the sixth inning and I'll be the closer. I'll be the closer. You're not paying me anything. Like, I'm getting essentially football minimum wage over here. Shelf me. And Brock has really, I mean, the only the only thing Brock has to worry about is just a very unlikely scenario that Trey Lance starts week one and stays healthy for the entire season. And and knock on wood, man, I hope whoever the quarterback is this year does that. I would love that. It's just yeah. if you look at what's happened for the 49ers, it just seems very unlikely. So and Brock Purdy, there's no competition for Brock Purdy. All he has to do yeah. is be ready, and he's QB one, according to Kyle Shannon and John Lynch. So He's not competing for QB2. He's not competing for QB3. He's QB1 when he's ready to go. So just yeah. wait till you're 100% ready, man. Like I, that's what, If he was my kid or my friend, I would tell him, think about your long-term career, dude. You don't want to go out there until you're ready. Absolutely. Khalil Kemp says, Grant, I think your theory we Brock starting week one is correct. Kyle is going to make a quarterback switch in the middle of the season, which is why he's pushing Purdy to be ready week one in the media. I agree. It seems to me that Kyle is not as married to Brock as everyone else in the organization is. And his attitude is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock can start if he's ready week one. If not, it could be someone else. And who's to say, I'll bench that guy. Like, when has Kyle ever benched a quarterback? He loses quarterbacks to injuries all the time, but he doesn't necessarily pull the plug on them himself. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy conspiracy. Is, is it? Is it? I mean, that's a, he brought up a crazy conspiracy theory there. Does he want to start Brock Purdy week one because he knows he probably won't make it and he wants, really wants to finish with Trey or Sam? I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that. But I Or, think or, or is, is the theory that um, he wants to start Trey or Sam and that thing for Brock is you can play, but only if you're ready week one. So you better hurry it up. And it's not us pushing you. It's like, do you want to play this year? Because I like – I mean – I like Trey Lance a lot still, even though I can't yeah. say that publicly. I still do. I think he might. And he also likes Sam Darnold, too. So it's, it's crazy to think about the unlimited possibilities of what happens at the quarterback position this year. Because if Trey Lance starts and he stays healthy, he could take the reins and Brock Purdy can never play another snap for the 49ers again. And vice versa, if Brock Purdy starts, we may never see Trey Lance play for the 49ers again in the regular season. Or that all, all three of them could play. Brandon Allen could freaking play and win the Super Bowl. It's just or that we could, we could be doing this dance for a few more years because all of them are cheap. The Niners don't really invest in pass protection. Colt McKibbis is a right tackle. Uh, quarterbacks go down all the time over here. I mean, it could be, you know, oh, Trey Lance is looking great. He's had a good two months. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, here comes Sam Darnold. He's looking great. He's hurt. Yeah. Oh, here's Brock. He's starting. He's hurt. Here, Trey Lance is coming back. I mean, we could do this for years, man. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, or Kirk Cousins. We're going to be talking Kirk Cousins uh, next year. <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched that show yet. I don't know everyone's liking Kirk Cousins right now. but um, I like Kirk Cousins right now. It's weird. I, I, I would take him. Spoke to him one time on a conference call when he was with Minnesota, and I thought he was the most down-to-earth superstar yeah. quarterback ever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was an act, but He's, yeah. He seems like a cool – dude, he was like getting like – he was getting like electrodes attached to his brain. Like he goes all in. Like he was – he was like – trying to train his brain to process you know, like uh, this thing on his head. He, he's all in, man. I, I, I'm a much bigger fan of – I was actually never a fan of Kirk Cousins. Now I'm a little bit of a fan of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Joshua Wyatt says we should be asking if Brock should even start because if you start him over a guy you invested the farm in, you are calling him a franchise guy. If the Niners feel that way, why is Trey still here? Uh, we should be asking if Brock should even start. I think – so here's – for me, Brock should start based – if he's healthy, Brock should start based on what he did in games. 
but I still think Trey Lance has a higher ceiling and will ultimately be a better quarterback. That's my take on it. But I think when you go out there and you run the offense the way that Brock Purdy ran the offense and you win every game where you start and finish, then you deserve to start. Yeah. Um, seems like it. Okay. If the Niners had traded up for Brock instead of Trey, this is one that kills me. So to me, a big part of the Brock Purdy discourse is the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant. Like he exceeded expectations with his first completion. He is the greatest Mr. Irrelevant of all time. So anytime he does anything well, it's just like you can make a big deal about it. Like, wow, what a screen pass. Like, what touch, what timing, what poise, what confidence, well, all of it. Because you can't expect a seventh-round pick, the last pick in the draft, to have any of those qualities no one ever has. Mm-hmm. When he does anything poorly, like oh, his arm isn't that strong or he isn't that tall or he isn't that fast, or, uh, people are like, well, what do you want? He's the freaking Mr. Irrelevant. He's all, he's, what, what do you expect? So I think that works in his favor. And I think what really worked against Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance were the high expectations. The Niners made Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid player in the league after five starts. Everyone expected him to be elite. He wasn't. The Niners traded three year, spent three years worth of first-round picks on Trey Lance. Everyone expected him to be elite. He isn't yet. And people hold that against him. But Brock, there's no expectation that he needs to be elite. I mean, if the Niners had traded up for Brock, there would be that expectation. And I think that's what's kind of interesting. Like Even with his 8-0 record or whatever, if the Niners had spent three years worth of first-round picks on Brock Purdy and gotten like the right-handed Tua, people wouldn't be so like as over the moon. They would say, yeah, good start, but we got like Mac Jones at number three, and we didn't want that. So I think that's one way to look at it. Remember how adamant Niner fans were that they didn't want Mac Jones with that pick? Well, well, Brock Purdy's like Mac Jones, except with you know a, a weaker arm. Better personality. But yeah. I Yeah. For, first of all, that hundred mil, hundred mil. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, Mac Jones is not likable. I I like Brock Purdy. I like, I love his personality. But first of all, they would never do that. They're never going to trade up for Brock somebody with Brock Purdy's skill no. set. You know, no. because those intangibles, the things that Brock is good at, you can't see in the draft. So first of all, that would never happen, right? Nobody would ever trade three first rounders for a guy with someone like that. Someone like that. And if you did, even if that guy had early success, you'd still be ridiculed throughout the league for trading up for someone with that skill set. That's what I, when people try to, when I want to talk about Brock, you always have to go back to, yeah, it's a good start, but can't we talk about his skill set? He has the weakest arm in the league. He's small. People be like, why does that matter? Why does, of course it matters. This is why it matters. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean it can't be overcome, right? He can overcome that lack of sure. arm talent, that lack of size. But there would be more skepticism. Yes, there would definitely be more skepticism. But, you know, when it comes to, especially with this fan base, man, there's very half of them, and it's probably all fan bases, but very casual, very basic. They look at wins and losses, and that, that's how they judge their quarterback. Oh, he's winning. Great quarterback. It, 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 there's a lot more depth to it. But if he comes in, regardless of when he was drafted, if they traded a three first for him or not, if he's winning, there's going to be no complaints. But when that that lack of – skill set starts showing up, that's when everyone would freak out. And I, I think one reason Brock could unite the fan base or one thing that he has going for him that Jimmy and Trey don't is just the low expectations. With, with Jimmy, once he got that contract, it really opened up the floodgates for criticism. Right, it's like, oh, you're paying him how much money? All right, be elite. And he never yeah. was. And you could always knock him for that. It's like, 
people would say, well, he's an experience. It's like, well, his contract says he should be playing like a pro bowler and he's not. And then the flip side happened with Trey Lance. All the people that felt that they were upset about how Jimmy Garoppolo was treated because of his contract, they put it right back on Trey because of the trade. And with Brock, it's like you can't you can't hold any of that stuff against him. He's playing for football minimum wage. He's not supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, you just got to be – he looks like he's 11. You got you to gotta like him. But And that's great. But eventually, I mean, eventually if he's the real deal, he's going to make big money and he's going to be held to a higher standard. And you got to think of him that way because these Trey already is held at that standard. Already. I Trey mean, Brock, is held to a higher standard than Brock right now because yeah. of how they were acquired. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, Brock, Brock's making 900000 Trey's making like ten. So if that was switched, if Brock was making 10 right now, I don't know if the the expectations would definitely be different if he was drafted higher. The the thing that made Brock so amazing and why everybody's just so attracted to him as a quarterback is because of the underdog story. He came from the bottom, you know, started from the bottom, now he's here. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that that's it's the great story. story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you yep, take that it, away, it's a different I've seen thing. people on Twitter say stuff like, um, I'd rather have Brock Purdy than uh, Patrick Mahomes because there's a salary cap. I saw that one. If, it, if, if there was no salary cap, I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes, but I'll take Purdy because there's a salary cap. Well, obviously, if the Niners try to trade Brock Purdy for Patrick Mahomes right now, the Chiefs would say no. They wouldn't be like, oh, thank God. Maybe we've been trying to get off this contract. It's killing us over here. Right. Like, that wouldn't happen. But um, that's the whole thing with Brock is like he's cheap. He's cheap, he's cheap, he's cheap. Like, he wouldn't be cheap if you took him in the first pick with the third pick in the draft. Like, yeah, he is good for the price. And that's nice. That cost effectiveness is great. But eventually, if he's if you think he's the truth, you're gonna have to pay him uh accordingly. And that may not work out so well. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. It, it, we caught up in the story of it. Now let's see how it plays out long term. Right? I feel like we're just like giving like grading him on a JV scale. It's like, oh, look at him go. Like no. <laughs> he's in the NFL, he's a starting quarterback, and yeah. his limitations are there. And he worked around him for eight games, but we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. There's a reason why people usually want those skill sets higher in the draft because they don't want those limitations. I mean, that's what anyway. Kyle wants. I mean, look at everybody Kyle has brought in. Right? Kyle didn't bring Brock Purdy in. Right? Brock Purdy was no uh, scouted. The scouting by, staff did. Yeah. Right. Kyle wanted Kirk Cousins. Kyle wanted Trey right. Lance. Yeah. Like Kyle likes Kyle brought in Sam Darnold. Like he likes that arm talent, that high skill set. Uh, Brock Purdy just happened to work out uh, for him, and it wasn't. That's not what he wanted, right? There, Kyle definitely wants somebody that can make all the throws. That's big part of the reason why he wanted to move on from Jimmy. And so Brock yeah. Purdy kind of faced his hand, uh, forced his hand. He's winning games. You got to play him, yeah. and respect to Brock Purdy for what he's done. Uh, but I don't think that's the he did force world. Kyle's hand. Yeah. But one, one thing we know about Kyle is he doesn't like being forced to do anything. He always this is his team. Mm -hmm. He was that's forced true. to coach Jimmy Garoppolo for a long time against yeah. his will. Not gonna let that happen again. Brock, I'm telling you, I don't think G uh, Kyle's in your corner as much as you think he is. But maybe you already know that. I don't know. Jaleel Deeks is two of the best in the game. Y'all some real ones. Some real real ones. Thank you, Jaleel. Ryan, your calling show went down yesterday. The best thing about all this is that in a couple of weeks, we'll kind of see what we have in both. Yes, yeah, sir. Man, in well. like a week, oh, we're going to be there. It's going to be yeah. there. Francisco Escamilla says Kirk would give us 100 times more than Jimmy Garoppolo ever gave us. Facts. Facts. Yeah. 
Kirk Cousins would be the best quarterback the 49ers have had so far. He's better than Brock. He's better than Jimmy. He's better than Sam Darwin. He's better than anything Trey Lance has shown so far, at least. I would take Kirk Cousins in a heart. I think we would have at least one Super Bowl if Kirk Cousins was here the whole time instead of Jimmy G. I believe that. I disagree. I disagree. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. <laughs> I know. But it's okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. a statue. And he stinks in big games, kind of like Kyle Shanahan. Anyway, Anoop says, is our plan to send Brock back to Pennsylvania in his first game to play the Steelers D? Thumbs down. Give Trey the first four games and assess him. That's a tough assignment for whoever gets that game. Yeah. 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 Throw Sam Darnold out there. Let's see, what, let's see what Sam does. If you want to run the ball does. and get through it like a rough part of the season, play Trey. Run the ball. I don't understand why yeah. they don't do that more. They lost the NFC Championship game on a pass play? Why? Why are you passing? You're the 49ers. I mean, who do you think you are? How, how did Trey Lance not be your best choice for week one? Sam Darnold has, does not know the offense. And he's shown what he can do in his career. Trey Lance has been the, is fully recovered, has been at OTA's training camp. He's out there training with, Jeff, training with Jeff Christensen yesterday. He's been in the offense for three years. To me, he's, he's going to start week one. I would be surprised if that's not the case. He's fully healthy. He's much improved from all reports. Debo, Kittle, Kyle. He's really not going to start week one. I don't see it. And the, the guy who's going to start isn't fully recovered yet. Really? And if they don't start in week one, and Brock comes back, and they're never so they're never going to see what Trey Lance could do ever. This is right. like their last opportunity to do it. Yeah, and it's like if you start Brock Purdy with no offseason over Trey Lance, who's fully recovered and making strides. I mean. And, and then Brock Purdy stinks it up because he's not ready. And then you go to Trey, it's like you already killed his confidence. It's like, hey, thanks for working hard all offseason, making those strides, but we still don't believe in you. Oh, week two, hey, hey, we believe in you. Can you play for us? Yeah. Is your elbow ready? But, your elbow? Yeah. 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 B Rainbow says, will, will the Niners respect TJ Watt like they did with Micah or they didn't with Hassan Reddick? Maybe starting QB doesn't survive week one. It's a great question. I still don't understand why the Niners – thought Hassan Reddick was so trash, but I think that's what they decided. They respected Michael Parsons. They didn't res respect Reddick. I think they're going to respect T.J. Watt. I hope so. I hope they learn their lesson. Uh, yeah, man, I this offensive line, the offensive line and the quarterback continue. You know, we say this every week, but it's the biggest question mark for the 49ers. I mean, I think that, you know, overall the 49ers have a good quarterback room, but do they have that guy? I don't know. And are they going to be able to protect him? PFF raids, ranks the 49ers offensive line at 18th. They did not have good things to say about the 49ers offensive line. Now, who cares necessarily what PFF says? Uh, but they said San Francisco's well, – What they, they basically said if it wasn't for Trent Williams, this line would be extremely questionable. Uh, they're ranked 18th according to PFF. So I don't know. It, it worries me, man. I don't know what McKibbins is going to be able to do against T.J. Watt, but I guess we'll see. I, I, I still can't get over the fact that the Niners underestimated Hassan Reddick so much. I think it's because he was, with, he was in the NFC West. The Cardinals drafted him in 2017. The Niners got a good look at him for years, and Reddick really wasn't good the first three years of his career. Two and a half sacks, four sacks, one sack. His last year, his contract year, I guess, 12 and a half sacks. And I don't know, he had one and a half sacks in his last game against the Niners with the Cardinals. I feel like they should have known. They should have known. I feel like they thought they knew something about him that they were wrong about. And I mean, anyway, I of course, know. of course, they should have known. Absolutely, they should have known. Yeah, man. guys, the truth. Anyway, I mean, they they respected Javon Hargrave, Javon Hargrave. They respected him, what? but they let but Javon Hargrave didn't ruin their their season. It was freaking Reddick. Hassan Reddick 
for the last, I think it was three to four weeks prior to that game, was ignoring all play action. He was just going mm-hmm. after the quarterback. If you watch mm-hmm. the games, he was doing it for three to four weeks prior to where they played the 49ers. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the 40, it, it was, they missed it. I don't know how they missed, they missed it, man, it. but it, they should have known. All right, let's talk Trey Lance. Word is that he's back working with Jeff Christensen right now. He was at tight end U a few weeks ago. Now he's back doing work that matters, working with his independent throwing coach who's not really associated with the 49ers. They have their own guys like John Beck or anyway, guys who've had who've worked with Trey Lance in the past and haven't really gotten the results that were needed. Apparently, Jeff Christensen is getting those results. He taught Jimmy Garoppolo how to throw in high school and he works with Patrick Mahomes. It's good. I- I'm encouraged to know that Pat that Lance went back before training camp because it yeah. seemed like it made a big difference for him before OTAs and minicamp. And he needs as many. I mean, Tom Brady would consistently do these touch-ups in the offseason. So I'm good. I'm glad to know that Trey Lance is committed. It's not just like an right. Instagram opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once. Yeah. yeah. What one vibe I get from Trey Lance is that he wants to be good. He wants to be great. And it's not something I get from Sam Darnold. I get it from Brock Purdy and I get it from Trey Lance. And so that's refreshing to me. And, you know, he's going into year three. First year, he was kind of like a little brother trying not to step on any toes with Jimmy there. Second year, he was kind of appointed, but not ready. Third year, he's fighting ways way back from, from injury. He's hearing all the talk. He's working his ass off. He looks better, according to everybody who's seen him and including myself. He looks just more confident, looks more tight with his mechanics he just looks like he's improving and he wants to be great he's probably hearing all the talk hopefully he has a chip on his shoulder i'm excited to see what he can do at least in preseason i think there are a lot of similarities between a lot of people want to compare sam darnold to uh alex smith but i want to compare trey lance to alex smith because trey lance was drafted when he was 20 he was very young not immature but just very young and inexperienced and i think his career arc at least so far has been a lot like alex smith you know little too young to play at first uh little overwhelmed um injured scapegoated and really written off by his own fan base did not have instant success but ended up being a pro bowl quarterback elsewhere mm-hmm. so um that could be trey lance and you heard that uh alex smith was talking to nbc sports bay area this I'll weekend and Gave him a big vote of confidence, saying, very talented guy, really young when he got here. He's 23. Yeah, I wouldn't write him off. Yeah, he was complimentary of all the quarterbacks, says that they have probably an underrated quarterback room. The whole quarterback room thing, that's new. That's 2023 talk right there, the quarterback room. You never really heard that before this year. But, yeah, Alex Smith was complimentary of all of them. He actually compared Darnold to himself. Um, hmm. You know, And I, I understand it. I think Darnold – is definitely going to play better this year than he ever has when he plays, but I still think he's Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I just want to see, I just really want to see Like, again, I think this is, might be the last opportunity that we have to see what Trey Lance can become. And so I just want to see it, man. Like start on week one, let Brock Purdy fully recover and let's see what Trey can do because he seems to really want to be great. And they've invested a lot in him. And if they don't do it now, when the hell are they going to do it? Yeah. Agree. Okay, let's get a couple more Super Chats, and then we'll start comparing the Niners to other teams. Um, Francisco, which Mahomes coach is Lance working with? Jeff Christensen. Google him. Seems to know what he's doing. And one thing I noticed that people will 
see once training camp starts because fans will be there is a much more controlled, quicker stroke on the short throws. I think one thing that stood out when he was in preseason as a rookie, the slants. He's throwing them really hard. And there were a lot of drops for Trey. But a lot of people are like, well, yeah, but you don't throw the most catchable ball. I feel like his short throws are much more catchable now. And that's something I saw consistently through OTAs and minicamp. That'd be something to look for. Because that's a big, a big, easy way he can improve, I would think. Yeah, and another right thing, I want to—I don't think I spoke to you about this yet, but watching the quarterback, uh, Mariota um, was talking about how he was drafted so high that he felt like when he was playing that he had to make these incredible Perfect. plays. Okay. Right, he had to come in and yeah. just do these amazing things. Make and plays. La- last yeah. year, Trey Lance got to kick back and watch Brock Purdy dink and dunk his way to eight wins in a row. And I'm wondering if Trey Lance has kind of figured out, oh, that's all I got to do. I just got to hit my open guy and let him do the work for me, you know? So maybe that's going to be an improvement we'll see from him as well. And I hope so. Yeah. Joshua Wyatt says, if Trey Lance doesn't play this year, how could you pick up his fifth-year option? So why is Trey still here? None of this makes sense. That's a good point. Niners lack conviction, and they have for seven years institutional failure. Yeah, why is he still here? Because the Niners lack conviction. And what's funny is that John Lynch always uses that term wrong. And anyways, I'm so convicted. No, you're not. You are not under arrest. You're not convicted. You're not under investigation. It's conviction, and you don't have it at the quarterback position. It's true. If you're tr- trying to decide whether or not Trey Lance should be here for the fifth-year option, you need to play him at some point this year. And I think if, the 49ers saw them. They went through four quarterbacks last year, five if you count CMC, right? So, I mean, they probably know themselves that they're going to need some quarterbacks this year outside of one. I just think it's so funny that they went through all their quarterbacks and they're they're like, should we improve our offensive line or get more quarterbacks? More quarterbacks. Like, be, 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 get more. It's cheaper. Yeah. Jaleel says, what is the play caller series on? It's on what? Coach Spotify. Oh, yeah. Oh, athletic, on, yeah. right? I haven't listened to all of them yet, but um, man, Mike McDaniel's the most interesting person on that show. He really, my opinion is that he really resents Kyle Shanahan, resents the hell out of him. I gotta watch. I haven't heard it yet. I want. I gotta listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling that Mike McDaniel thinks he's way smarter than Kyle. I get the feeling he thinks he's way smarter than Kyle, and that Kyle kind of took advantage of him. Like, look, I'm the chosen one. Mike Shanahan's my dad. Mike Shanahan's the head coach of this Washington team. He'll hire you, so you're gonna have to make me look good. You're gonna have to let me copy off your homework. You're gonna let me have to copy off your tests. You're going to have to make me look like I'm a freaking genius, even though I'm not. And you went to Yale. Uh, And I think Mike McDaniel went along with that for a long time. And now he's a head coach of a different team. And he's really not hiding how he feels about Kyle. I think it's, I mean, maybe, maybe Mike is being ungrateful. Maybe Kyle was right. Maybe Mike is wrong. I don't know. Decide for yourself. It's very interesting. I got to listen to it now. You got me hyped. Yo, Mike drops with Monsa says, Casey Chiefs wide receivers, QBs, tight ends get together in offseason, work on scheme before OTAs and camp. They have two Super Bowls and work more than SF. Hubris of Kyle is infectious. Do you think Kyle is on the hot seat and that's why they're pushing Brock? No. No. I think Kyle has no pressure from Jed York, and that's really probably the biggest problem with the 49ers. Maybe Kyle with with Eddie D, maybe it would work. But Kyle with Jed, I think he just walks all over Jed. He brags in front of Jed's face to fans like, yeah, this guy's never told me what to do once in seven years. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Super. Yeah, no, 
it, it is frustrating having a quarterback be QB1, appointed QB1, and he's not healthy because, like Mike Drops says here uh, in that video, you see that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is working with his team off, you know, outside of Kansas City stuff. He's he's organizing himself and they're putting in work because they know he's QB1. I just want the 49ers to go into an offseason knowing who's QB1, but also that guy being healthy. When was the last time that when was the last time the Niners had a healthy quarterback going into a season? Jimmy. 2020. Yeah. 2020. 2020. No, that didn't go so well. That season didn't go so well at all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, one more. Bill Kennedy says, any chance the Niners will use both Brock and Trey in the same ga- game depending on the situation? Remember Red Hickey system. Remember uh, 2021 where the, Kyle was trying to do that with Honestly, I could see Kyle doing it. I could see if him doing such it. A, I could see him doing it. I just don't want him to. I just think it's it's like saying oh, it's, it's like saying Trey can't do this, but he, he can't play quarterback. But we can throw him in for some trick plays. Yeah, we, we can I, make him Taysom Hill. Like no, he's not on really that. that. Yeah. Okay, let's talk the Niners in relation to the rest of the NFC West. The Niners have a great roster. I don't know if I'm gonna say great, an excellent roster. And a lot of people think it's as good as any roster in the league at D line, at linebacker, at tight end, at yeah. running back. I think it's pretty undeniable that the Niners are at the top best running backs in the league, best tight ends in the league. We're up there. Mm-hmm. Best D line. Well, up there and linebackers for sure. Yeah. But what about the other ones? Let's talk about quarterback. Do the Niners have the best quarterback in the NFC West? We're talking, I guess we're talking Brock Purdy because that's who they say their quarterback is. Brock Purdy. Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Geno Smith. Who's the best? Well, you know, I did I did this poll, man, and the majority of 49 fans said Brock, and I think you guys are a bunch of homers if I'm being honest about it here. Let's talk about it. I mean, Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards in a season. He's thrown for 40-plus touchdowns in a season. He's been a Pro Bowl quarterback, I believe. He's won a Super Bowl, I think. Out of all these quarterbacks, he's the only one that's won a Super Bowl. He's the only one that's put up those kind of numbers. Matt Stafford has to be the best quarterback in the NFC West. Now, maybe he's not going to be the same like he was when he won the Super Bowl. Maybe he's fallen off, but I'm going to put Matt Stafford at number one. Um, after the, Do you want me to continue and go through the all four? I would go with Stafford number one, too. I was just pulling up his stats. I mean, yeah. he won a Super Bowl. He uh, He's thrown – 333 touchdown passes in his career. Somehow only went to one Pro Bowl in his career. But yeah, I would have to say the totality of his resume like dwarfs anyone else in this division. Not even close. Yeah. And I think not even close. I think 49ers fans need to put these quarterbacks on the 49ers. When you're thinking about this, put them on the 49ers. If Matt Stafford was on the 49ers over the last few years, do you think we might have won a Super Bowl? I would say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now the only question with Stafford is like how healthy is he? How much? Yeah, yeah. How much does he have going forward? He wasn't good last year. That's all fair. Right. So if you're telling me he's like never going to be what he was in his peak and he's now declining, fine. I, I, then I'm not interested in anymore. He almost yeah. looked like Ben Roethlisberger, like old Ben Roethlisberger last year. So with the elbow problem and all that, so I don't know. But I'm still taking Stafford. I'm still taking Stafford. And after that, it's 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 tough for me because if you look at who had the best year last year, Gino. Gino had a much better year than no doubt. for an no entire doubt. season, right? For sure. Stayed so healthy. If you're basing it just on 
last year. Last year, which is all you're basing your judgment on Brock on. You're only you're basing all your judgments Correct. on Brock on eight games last year. Right. So and Brock was on a better team. Right. So why can't we base Geno's eighteen games when we're we're making a decision on engineer for basing it on those eighteen games? He's but he's better than Brock Purdy based on those eighteen games versus Brock's eight. Yeah, and I think this I think this is the point of this exercise. We got to stop focusing on a year or eight games. It's the totality. It's the full picture. It's obviously Stafford when yeah. you look at it that way. It's like not even a discussion. And then after that, to me, you could even argue that it's Kyler. Kyler's you could Kyler. argue. I mean, he's been on a t- – that organization yeah. is a freaking joke. Now, I know he has culpability. He's not the pro he should be. Yeah, he doesn't study like he should. Yeah. But what you said, you put him on the 49ers. If you put Kyler on the 49ers, given what Brock Purdy did, Right. Running around. Yeah. I mean, that, that's. I mean, he I, tore his ACL, though. I don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back, but him. Sorry. I'm just saying. It's all good. I got business business calls, man. But yeah, no, I. I just saying. I agree. I mean, I might take Gino above Kyler, but again, like Gino's a one year wonder at this point. Yeah. G- I mean, you know? But so is Brock. He's a half year wonder. He's a half year wonder. It's a half year. Right. So I, to me, I would have to put Brock at the bottom. Yeah. Doesn't mean he couldn't end up being number one at the end of this year. Like that's what's cool about Brock. He could end up being number one on this list at the end of the year if yeah. Stafford falls off and Gino comes back to earth and Kyler's gonna miss the whole year. But yeah. right now, fourth. If, if fourth. Brock plays the same way he did for those eight games for the whole season, wins the Super Bowl, he's probably number one. Right. But he hasn't shown he can stay healthy for a full season. He's gonna have no offseason to prepare and improve. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. He's not gonna have time to get better this offseason. All that stuff. I mean, it could be like a down year before it's an up, you know. Bro, I sophomore literally turned off my notifications. I apologize. Bro, that's all good. Don't worry about it. Sorry. So the Niners do not have the best quarterback in the NFC West, according to us. Let's move on. Yeah. Do the 49ers have the best wide receivers in the NFC West? Let me go through and name them all. Starting with the wide receivers on the 49ers, obviously we got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings. On the Arizona Cardinals, they're down to Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, and Greg Dorch. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. The Rams, they got Ben Skoranek, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Skoranek's like a fullback half the time. And the Seahawks have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. First round yeah. pick from Ohio State. Who are you going with? Let's rank them. Should we go so, from the bottom to the top or the top to the bottom? So the bottom is the Cardinals. Like, not even close. What a trash team. Yeah, they're, they're trash. Um, right in the middle, I, I, I say the Rams is going to be third. Um, yeah. I, I think the Cooper really, Cup's great, but like Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek, you could do a lot better. Yeah. I think, I think the only real debate is Seattle and the 49ers. They're like neck and neck to me. Now, I'm honestly going to – I know it's gonna piss people off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seattle. I'm leaning Seattle. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't mean I'm to piss Seattle. people off, but uh, DK might be the best of all of them. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. I mean, he may not be as good as Brandon Ayuk. He's close. He's really good. Yeah. Um, Tebow's great, but I think the big difference here is that you got Jawan Jennings, who's again kind of like on the Brock Purdy scale, like not making a lot of money, seventh round pick. Really low bar. Anytime he does anything, people are like, wow, he caught the ball. Yeah. Seahawks have a first-round pick there. He hasn't played yet, but I think this guy is going to be super-duper good. 
I'm going to go Seattle. Even if it was just the top two, though, I would take Seattle. But the top three, I'm taking Seattle. If we get Brandon Ayuk from last year, or maybe slightly better, if we get Debo from two years ago, then I'm going to – I say 49ers. But and, – and I think Debo is going to make a comeback this year. I really do. I, I see him working. He looks slim. So maybe this could be a horrible – horrible take right now so because i could easily see if debo 100 percent debo 100 percent iu um i could see them being better than seattle but if you're talking about pure wide receiver standpoint i gotta go to seattle man they i think they just have better route runners pass catchers now if if debo was just as good as iu at route running and, and pass catching then i would go niners but last year debo just didn't look the same and until you show me that you can be the guy from two years ago I'm going to hold off on on assuming that that's what we're going to see this year. Agree. Agree. All right. Let's go to uh, – hold on. Let me, let me write it down. Do the 49ers have the best offensive line in the NFC West? We, all, we always point to the offensive line as being not so good. Yeah. The, uh, the reality of the situation is most teams have bad offensive line. Especially in it's the NFC West. Play. Especially in the NFC West. So let's go through them. Cardinals from left to right. DJ Humphreys, Elijah Wilkinson. Some guy. Some, some other some guy. Some guy named Hajalt, Hajalt Froholt. Someone I've yeah. never heard of. Yeah. Will Hernandez and Paris Johnson Jr. Trash. Rookie. All right. Uh, <laughs> trash. Rams. Left to right. Joe Noteboom, Steve yeah. Avila, Brian Allen, Logan Bruss, Rob Havenstein. I mean, at least they got a right tackle. Um, that's about all I can say about them. Uh, the Seahawks, they got Charles Cross, Damian Lewis, Evan Brown, Phil Haynes, Abraham Lucas. Deese, Deese and Young. And the Niners, they got Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burfers, Coleman. Man, that's <laughs> – so, so this one, PFS has the 49ers O-line ranked 18th. The Rams are 28th. The Seahawks are 30th. The Cardinals are 31st. So <laughs> yes. let's go back to the Seahawks for a second. I think yeah. Charles Cross is good. Mm-hmm. Left. He was a rookie last year. I yeah. like him. I think Abraham Lucas, the right tackle, was a rookie last year, is also good. Um, Question mark. Drafted Olu Oluwatimi, who I like, but I mean, I don't know. I, they have two, they have legitimately two good offensive tackles. The Niners don't have that. They have one. I don't know. I'm, I'm going Niners. Here's the thing. I just because everyone else is so bad, right? I think the 49ers are, have a mid-level offensive line. And if you took out Trent Williams, it'd be disastrous. But with Trent Williams, Aaron Banks is solid. Brindell is, you know, right, he's right there. Burford hopefully takes a leap. Um, the, the big Cole McKivitz is, is the worst starting offensive tackle in the NFC West, though. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. The, yeah. He would not start for any other team in this division. I don't know if he start for any other team in the league. Colton Kivitz, right tackle. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's like, maybe we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. What about your right tackle? What? He's great. What are you talking about? Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, 49ers have the best offensive line, but it's it's not like it's a good offense. It's not a great offensive line. It's not an elite offensive line. It's an okay offensive line. And that's mainly because of Trent Williams. We'll yep. see if Aaron Banks can improve it. We'll see if Burford can improve. Brendel's kind of a mid type guy. Maybe yeah, Bre- Brendel and Banks right now are solid. Yeah. Yeah. Burford has a chance to become solid. Right. Colt McKivitz, excuse me if I'm skeptical on that one. Like, yeah. what is the projection there? Yeah. Bad? Bad plus? D plus? I, D. I, I, That's like a D right tackle. 
I don't know. It's kind of an important position. He could be an improvement over over McGlinchey on the pass protection standpoint. Probably not as a run blocker. Uh, we'll see, man. I'm hoping McKivitt surprises us. Um, but yeah, they're definitely I hear that a lot though. A lot of people are saying, you know, he'll be a better pass protector than McGlinchey. Than McGlinchey. Then he should have been playing over McGlinchey. Why the hell was McGlinchey? Because McGlinchey, yeah. he, he hasn't been a good run blocker in a long time. All the Niners' long runs last year went left. Mm. Left. Yeah. So I don't know about that. They're probably going to do that again this year, I would imagine. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably what the Niners are thinking. Like, we're going to run left anyway. When we run right, we're going to have all those tight ends on that side anyway. So McKivitt's, yeah, but what about those four to seven plays per game where it's drop back passing mode and McKivitt's is one-on-one against an athlete who's like, Way better than him. How about, you know, you how can't about, fake that. How about not running to the same side all the time? I think that's probably a bad thing. I think that's not a. I think that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah, being able yeah. to be balanced. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go defense. Do the 49ers have the best secondary in the NFC West? I'll go. I'll go through it. This is five positions with the Niners. Obviously, we got Traverius Ward, Diamador, Lenore. Isaiah Oliver, Tashawn Gibson, and Talano Hafunga. You also got Jair Brown if you want to throw him in there uh, instead of Gibson. Yeah. Rams? No, Seahawks. Devin Witherspoon, the rookie uh, fifth pick in the draft. Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Tyreek Woolen, and Kobe Bryant in the slot. For the Rams, you got, I don't even know who they got. Okay. Nobody. Akello. No, nobody. Akello Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. Darian Kendrick, Kobe Durant, haven't heard of those two guys, Jordan Fuller, and Russ Yeast. Russ Yeast. Man, he sounds like an R&B singer. Um, <laughs> they're ranked 32nd in PFF. They're ranked the worst. The Rams are the yikes. worst defensive back unit in the NFL. Cards are you know it's bad when they, like, you legitimately haven't heard of people in the unit. <laughs> yeah, like Russ Yeast? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a singer. Yeah. That guy makes bread. He Russ. works at Acme. Yeah. So again, again, it comes down to Seattle and, and 49ers. Well, hold on, I, let me do the Cardinals real quick, even though yeah. they we forget that they even exist. Antonio Hamilton Sr., never heard of him. Marco Wilson, maybe heard of him. Isaiah Simmons, he's playing nickel now. Isaiah Simmons is playing nickel for them now. Hmm. Ooh, what could go wrong? Buda Baker, great player. Jalen Thompson, great. Woo! Baker. So uh, the guy. yeah. Yeah. So that's, they have a guy. All that's all they have. They're trash. So again, it comes down to the Niners in Seattle. The Cardinals and the Rams are awful. They're an awful team. And just bad. in general. Yes. They're super bad. Yes. What are they? Yeah, what is Aaron Donald doing? Why is he wasting his time over there? Yeah. Where's Romelia? He's not in the chat today. I wish he was. Yeah, yeah where you at? Is awful. Where you but at? We're we're down to Seattle and 49ers. To me, it's 49ers. I buy I I'll take them over. Now, Seattle, again, they got some young pieces, kind of like their O-line, who could surprise people. But the 49ers, I think the 49ers, I, I was really thinking about it, Grant. And you may not agree with me. I think the 49ers defense is going to be better this year than it was last year. I think I believe that is going to be the case. I really like, especially the defensive back unit, especially with Wilkes as the coach. I like Isaiah Oliver. I like the pickup of Luter. On paper, right? On paper, yeah. Because Armstead was nothing last year, and now you got him. And Hargrave. And Hargrave. Yeah. And I I think Oliver's going to be good. Drake Jackson has to be better. Right? I think I'm losing a minute. He's going to hurt. I think he's going to go to the to the Chiefs and be really good. But again, like, yeah, on paper, it's a better defense. The question is, new coordinator, what's that going to do? And what about the schedule? Like, last year's schedule was so favorable. 
This year, I think they play tougher teams, tougher quarterbacks, more travel. So the numbers might not be as good, but again, on paper, they should be able to turn it up and dominate in ways that they didn't always last year. Like their third down defense wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. They're going to have their pass rush wasn't as good as it should have been. Honestly, it was the Nick Bosa show. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I think there's, like you said, their schedule is going to be tougher, but I think if this year's defense is going to do better than last year's defense would have against this schedule. Did you, did you decide which secondary you prefer, Niners or Seattle? Oh, Niners. Niners. I like Seattle's. Dude. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because to, to me, I like um, – I mean, they got – I think they got better corners. Really? I know Traverse Ward's really good, but I'm still a little skeptical of Lenore. I want to know. I'm not even sure he's going to be the starter by the end of the season. I'm like, Luter could be coming. So, I mean, and then Diggs, Diggs is really good. They also have – that. who's the other guy they got? Jordan Love? What's his name? Julian Love. Let me pull up the rankings. Just in case uh, Jamal Adams isn't ready. Jamal Adams has been gone. I think they might have the best secondary in the league, Seattle. It's not Legion uh, of Boom status, but it's quite – I mean, we'll see what Witherspoon does. He was a, I mean, he, not all top five picks at, at corner. So PFF, oh, again, wow. you know, it's PFF. It's not the, it's not the Bible. Is this based on last year or this year? Upcoming this year? year. This year. Okay. 49ers are ninth, Seattle 17th defensive backs. 17th? Yeah. Who's weak in that secondary? I just don't see it. Real quick, again, they got Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Tyreek Woolen, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Angelina Love. Nah. Nah. And Michael Jackson. Thriller. He made Thriller. They got, they got Michael Jackson and Kobe. That's pretty cool. They got Michael Jackson and Kobe, and they don't get extra points for that? Ridiculous. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Man. I think these are both top 10 secondaries. They both are. Yeah, I think Seattle's def- their DBs might be a little underrated. Um, you know, I'm looking at some teams they have over them. You know, they got the Commanders over them, the Patriots over them, the Buccaneers over them, Chargers, Bengals. Well, I mean, Packers. we'll see what this rookie does. We'll see what Witherspoon does. Maybe they're just like not giving, not assuming what Witherspoon's going to be. But if that guy ends up being like Sauce Gardner, yeah, from the year before, then yeah, I I I, I like the 49ers because I think Isaiah Oliver is going to be huge. For the 49ers. Yeah. I think it's going to be an upgrade over Jimmy Ward. And Jimmy Ward is probably one of my favorite players. In certain year. ways, right? Yeah, in coverage. Yeah, in coverage. Uh, in coverage. I, I He's Oliver. never really played behind a pass rush like this either. He could be yes. making plays. Yeah. And Sam Womack last year flashed to me a lot. And he's coming into year two. It kind of reminds me of Huff. Huff's rookie year. He flashed a lot. And I said, man, Huff is going to be good this second year. I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Sam Womack. So I like Sam Womack. I like Isaiah Oliver. I, obviously, I love Huff. You know, Gibson is, is solid. Then you got Jair Brown coming back. Charvarius Ward. Yamador yeah, Lenore. That's good. Luter Jr. Like, I, I, I just got him. I got him over I, I, I guess I want to see a little more. I, I want to know what's going to happen at that right corner spot. I trust Charvarius Ward. I, I like Oliver. Um, I think I like Oliver. Oliver played. 12 games last year. He does get hurt. He does He's going to be hurt. a pro bowler. He's going to be a pro bowler this year. Isaiah Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. But I want to know, what about what about Lenore? Who's going to be starting their week? Week one of the playoffs, who's starting opposite Ward? I want to know. Luter is Jr. it Lenore? Luter Jr. Luter Jr.? Yeah. Okay. But well, week one is in that case, that could change things. That could change yeah. things. Yeah. Definitely could. Because if Seattle, if, if their number one corner is Witherspoon and their number two guy is Woolen, but I don't know about Witherspoon yet. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Big question this year is, Training camp starts in a week. We've broken down this roster in so many different ways. 
how far do you think the Niners will make it this season? If you had to bet on this mm. in Vegas and just make the most responsible bet you could, or not the, the most responsible, but the most accurate, what do you think? Okay. How far? I would say it's tough. I think they're going to either lose in the Super Bowl or lose in the NFC Championship game. If they can beat the Eagles, I feel like we're going to face the Eagles in the NFC Championship game again. And hopefully we beat them and go to the Super Bowl. But I'm concerned about the quarterbacks and the O-lines in the AFC versus our O-line and our quarterback in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If I had to make a bet, I would say – honestly, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to say we go to the Super Bowl and lose. Unfortunately, that's how I feel. I feel like it's just like how, how would you bet on the Cowboys? What would you say the Cowboys are going to do? They're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to maybe win one game and then they're done. With the 49ers, they tend to go one more game than the Cowboys basically – so if I had to bet money, I think the 49ers are going to go to the Super Bowl and unfortunately lose. Now, maybe they can win the whole damn thing, but everything has to fall into place. If you don't have that O-line, you don't have that quarterback dialed in, everything has to go perfectly. So maybe they win the Super Bowl. That would be great. But if I had to bet money on what happens, Niners go to the Super Bowl and they lose, unfortunately. Okay. That's actually a little bit more generous than I was going to be. If I had to bet money, I would say that they're going to, play on the road in the NFC Championship game and lose. They start slow. They they finish hot. They get to the NFC Championship game. They lose. They're going to do it again. Yeah. And people are going to say, three years in a row. That is so impressive. How many teams could go to the NFC Championship game three years in a row and three out of five, four out of five years? Like, they'll spin it as a positive. Again, that's what I see. And I'll be the one person being like, not the one person, but we'll be over there being like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're celebrating. Yeah. The fact that they still can't get any further than they got last year, like this is their level. I don't know. They're, they're in danger of being the Buffalo Bills from the nineties. Not right. even that, man. Buffalo Bills went to three straight Super Bowls. I don't even know what you call the Niners. Yeah, the yeah, early two I thousands mean, Eagles. Yeah, obviously my hope team that no one cares about. My hope as a 49er fan is that they go to Super Bowl and they win the damn thing. I, that's, I want that more than anything else. But if you're betting money, you just got to look base it on the history. And what's happened? And this is what happens. They go to the NFC Championship game or they go to the Super Bowl and they lose. And so if I'm betting, I'm going to bet what's happened on history. I'm going to hope for a win, though. The way I see it is they, they, they're two biggest question marks on offense. Quarterback room, offensive line room. Neither one got better this offseason. They have more question marks in those rooms. Maybe they got better. But as it stands right now, there are more mysteries in those rooms right now than last year. Like, you let yeah. McGlinchey go, smart. I wouldn't have paid him either. You didn't bring in anyone. No one in the draft. You just elevated his backup. The guy that you told everyone last year was less was not as good as Mike McGlinchey. That's curious. Yeah. That, and that's it's like, like, you let Jimmy Garoppolo go, great, and you replace him with Sam Darnold, and you have two guys coming off surgery? Like, we'll see. It could work. Now, it is possible that the offensive line is better. It's possible that Banks plays better. Possible. It's possible Burford. that Brindell is at least the same. Feliciano. That Burford steps up or Feliciano steps in. I just somewhere. have a tough time believing that right tackle is better. When it's yeah. like if Mike, if Cole McKivitz was better than Mike McGlinchey, then why the hell was Mike McGlinchey ever playing for this team? Like that, that, that would be my next question. If Cole McKivitz actually is an upgrade over McGlinchey, that would be amazing. It, it, it's possible that Sam Donald is, is better than Jimmy G. It's possible that. We see a better version of Trey Lance. I actually think we will when it comes to Trey Lance. If he plays, I think we're going to see the best version of Trey Lance we've seen so far. Brock what if Purdy, Sam Darnold know. is the one quarterback who can stay healthy on this team? Sam Darnold. <laughs> it's all on Sam. 
That's Brock all Purdy, saying. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if we're going to see an improved Brock Purdy coming off a UCL injury with little training, little to no training camp or OTAs. So if I had to bet, I, I feel like we're going to go Super Bowl and lose. I would love to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. How great is your roster if you don't have a QB1, says Dirty Gold Bastards? That's pretty much the question that all Niner fans and Niner personnel people need to ask themselves. How great is your team, really, if you don't have a QB1? Well, right now, that's the question. Hopefully, They have three QB1s. You didn't know they do. Literally, that's what Kyle said, three franchise quarterbacks. Um, I mean, that's the question right now. And hopefully by week 17, week 18, we have an answer. And there's an, a true, obvious number one. We don't know. Yeah. Chris Telerico says my money would be on them missing the playoffs or losing in wild card round. They haven't done anything to get better where they need it, and competition did. Dude. I mean, they got better on the D line, which is fun. Um, they got better in the secondary, which is cool. Defense is great, but yeah, there's those two things on offense. There's no way the Niners missed the playoffs, man. The NFC is. Garbage. The 49ers defense is going to be top two or three. I mean, three. it could happen. Guaranteed. Because this, this this team does have – I mean, if, if, if it was the injury year, right? Yeah. It happened in 2020. They're coming it off a Super Bowl appearance. It could I happen. They're going to make it. They're consistently among the top ten most injured teams in the league, though. You know what That's I mean? True. Like, they That's start true. off three and four. If they get a bad injury week eight, it could spiral. I don't know. They've really, like – this season has been – like, their seasons have been on the brink of collapse two years in a row. And they like really had these dramatic turnarounds. May not go it's, down this that way this it, year. It, it's possible they don't. It's very unlikely. I would never bet that they're going to miss the, the playoffs. Let's look at 2020 real quick. You're right. I wouldn't bet on it either. But in 2020, okay, they went six and ten that year. They started off four and three. Isn't that interesting? They went backwards. They were four and three in 2020. So there's this like critical point the Niners reach right around week seven week eight right yeah. around the the uh trade deadline where they're sort of treading water they don't know who they are and they either tank or they get really hot so they tanked in 2020 they had a bunch of injuries uh 20 last two years Debo went crazy you, brock went crazy yeah caffrey what if the 49ers didn't trade for cmc last year how far would they have gotten if they didn't trade for cmc last year they could have had a 2020 year it could have been six and ten Mm. See what I'm saying? It's crazy to think about. And it's also interesting. What what is the move the Niners gonna what move are the Niners gonna make at the trade deadline this year? Because that is their signature. They're not done yet. They make an all-in move during the season once they assess what they got and what the rest of the league has. What are they gonna do? Is that the thing at right tackle? Is is it like we'll we'll give McKivitz a shot, but if it ain't working, we'll trade for someone? Because if they do that, then that changes everything. Yeah. And the, ske- the schedule this year is tough. It, it is a tough schedule. So we'll see what happens, man. But, you know, the tough schedule may work in their favor come playoff time. Because if they're used to playing these tough teams throughout the season, they might be ready for them more when the playoffs come along. They had a lot of travel they had to do in 2021. I did it with them. It was exhausting. Niner fans are going to get shot. No conference game. No conference. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if the Niners don't make the, the NFC Championship game, will Niner fans finally get upset, or will they be like, look, I mean, can't do it every year. Seems like it's always an excuse. Careful if you face the Hawks in the playoffs again. That team looks better this year. And I don't think Geno is a one-year wonder. I think he's good. He was the number one. If you look at his deep throws that he threw last year, it's like the best. They're like the and one mixtape stuff. Yeah. The best in the, the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. That's the show. 
the whole show and nothing but the show. Thank you very much, Ryan. You, you, you streaming again today? No, tomorrow Crocs coming on the channel at uh, 10 a.m. That's what's up. Make sure you guys check that out. Thanks for watching. I'll be back later. See y'all.